0: Hey everybody! Welcome to the Sem Says podcast, the podcast where seminarians say what's said at the sem. I'm your host, Alex Brown. I'm Nikolai Brulinsky. I'm Samuel McElheron. And today we are going to talk about the liturgy of the hours. But don't worry, listeners, this will be our usual thirty minutes.
1: God come to our assistance, <laughs> and the Lord make haste to help us. <laughs> so, liturgy anyway, the hour.
2: Yeah, I'll try to keep it short, you know. Good.
1: So the Liturgy of the Hours is also known as the Divine Office. So as a brief overview, this is what's known as the prayer of the church. Um, So all priests and deacons um, and a lot of professed religious all pray this every day. And we as seminarians are aspiring to that goal of praying all the hours every day. Um, So in the meantime, we're working our way up from just praying morning prayer, evening prayer, to
0: all of the hours. It's a way to dedicate your entire day to Scripture It's very special to be working, you know, doing your day, doing your thing, looking at the clock and saying, oh, it's, you know, it's nine o'clock, we got to pray morning prayer, taking 15, 20 minutes, stepping back, praying the the Psalms, you can get back into your day. It really just takes you out of yourself, puts you back into the perspective of being a servant of the Lord.
2: Yeah, honestly, it's the the periodic nature of the Liturgy of the Hours, I find, which is it fits so well, as all the other Catholic things do, it fits so well into the human condition of just needing constant reminders of where you are in the place of the divine economy, that you are indeed, you're, it's not just you alone, you aren't like the main subject of your own life, but in fact you're you're here in reference to God and literally ours as this prayer throughout the day is, I think, a beautiful way of the Church reminding us to, to keep turning back to the Lord. Um, Turn to the Lord is the constant refrain of the Psalms. It's something that we do throughout the day, because we need to as humans, we forget. Right, right, Absolutely. Now, Samuel, you
0: are our liturgy nerd. Is that what you called yourself?
2: I am one of the liturgy nerds. I am a resident liturgy nerd here.
0: Very good. So why don't you explain a little bit more in depth what the Liturgy of the Hours is um, between the Office of Readings and Daytime Prayer and Morning Prayer. What do you do if you were to sit down and pray the Liturgy of the Hours? So
2: fundamentally, the Liturgy of the Hours, it's—we're going to cut to the chase here— Hours. It it doesn't take you several hours to do the whole liturgy of the hours. It's it's actually much more brief than that. Someone says, "I'm going to pray an hour for liturgy of the hours." Uh, it shouldn't take you a whole hour. Um, I mean, right. it can if you're really really getting into it, really meditating.
1: <laughs> but um, uh, normally that that doesn't really happen. So, could you explain in brief what are the different hours that we refer to? So, in in the current form of the liturgy of the hours,
2: we have we have office of readings, morning prayer, daytime prayer evening prayer, and night prayer. And uh, the names are all pretty self-explanatory. Office of Readings is uh, probably the longest of all of them. It can be done at any point in the day. Right. And it's the one which consists of praying three psalms, uh, and then you have two longer readings. Right. Uh, Usually uh, a scripture reading from just a cycle that we go through over the period of the liturgical year. And then the second reading can be usually something from the Church Fathers. A lot of St. Augustine shows up in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not just St. Augustine, not just the Church Fathers. Depending on the saint, there could be something about or even written by the saint of the day. So it, it really varies. It's kind of like a grab bag of, of reading from the Church.
1: Right. I think there's also documents from, like Second Vatican Council, for instance. Um, there will be something from Sacrosanctum Concilium or a couple of those inserted as well. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 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 something the Church keeps bringing us to us every single day of sort of this way for for her her people to keep keeping up the practice of spiritual reading in sort of a formal way that the church asks of us. It's Again, it's, it fits into the human condition. It's very
0: natural. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's office of readings. And then moving on from there, you have morning prayer, which is three psalms, mm-hmm. three psalms and a reading, intercessions, a hymn mixed together in there.
2: Yep. And then at morning prayer in particular, we pray canticle of Zechariah, what is what used to be known as the Benedictus. Right. It's the, the prayer that Zechariah prays at the point in which, uh, it, I think it's the Gospel of Luke, right? In the Gospel of Luke, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And Zechariah prays, and it's it has profound Christological significance and overtones in it. It's it's a beautiful prayer and quite fitting in the morning when you're coming into the day with sort of this, this hope of the work of redemption that God's going to work in your life that day. You don't know what it's going to be, but boy, is it exciting.
0: <laughs> That's true. Right. Now, you've struck a funny nerve here, just a slight comment. What... A benefit of the liturgy of the hours is what 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 a benefit that comes from the liturgy of the hours is that the scripture becomes ingrained in you right so we read it in like a sing-song voice and rhythm and meter so that you know you pray over and over again for years these these psalms these prayers you just understand it so you say benedictus you think it's in luke and uh, you know you're You're not really sure. It is. You're not really sure. The thing is, it's definitely in morning prayer. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And, like, you know it inside and out.
1: Right. I think one of the also awesome parts about that is there's a sense of things that change day to day and things that stay the same. So the psalms go through a four-week cycle. So, you know, week one, week two, week three, week four, and it repeats. So every four weeks, you're going to pray the same psalms. And then every single day, you're going to pray the same canticle, same canticle of Zachariah every single day. So it's a kind of repetition and a kind of a new thing. And then throughout the whole year, there's, of course, the different saint of the day or the different feast day. So we'll celebrate Immaculate Conception or we'll celebrate the Feast of John the Baptist. And then there'll be particular things for that feast day that change so you'll get that once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of this really cool rhythm of what's going to be different today or what's going to be the same thing that I'm used to. Mm -hmm.
2: And again, it speaks to just the beauty and the wisdom of Holy Mother Church in that we've been doing this for about 2,000 years now. The Church, she knows the human condition pretty well, and she knows that repetition is the mother of learning. So as you pray the liturgy of the Hours, you get into the rhythm of the day, rhythm of the week, rhythm of the year. and rhythm of the night. Yeah, exactly. You really... (laughs) You're (laughs) shameless. You really start to memorize the bits of Scripture, whether you want to or not. So, I mean... I could probably say I can't do it right now because I'm talking about it. Of course, <laughs> um, just mention some random line from the Psalms, and I think either of you here with me could probably continue mm-hmm. it from that spot. Sure, uh, right. Depending yeah. on the Psalm, so just even in praying the regular prayer, of the liturgy, the hours, it puts the Scriptures in our minds in a very deep way. It puts mm-hmm. them into right. us. Right. right
0: now, pulling out something you just said about the rhythm of the week, the the year, it's very beautiful how the Church has given us liturgical time. So we have the Liturgy of the Hours. Why is it called Liturgy of the Hours if it doesn't take an hour? It's because it sanctifies the hours in a day. Our days are hinged upon the hours of our prayer. Similarly, like Nikolai was saying, in the week or in the year, we have the feast days, which give us an anchor to the week. Of course, Sunday is always the highlight of every week. Right. And then going forward, we have the seasons, which sanctify the year. So there's just this beautiful ebb and flow of time following the liturgical calendar, it's like a corkscrew, I think, where it goes in a circle, going back season after season, but always going further up towards our salvation. Salvation history is still unfolding before our very eyes.
1: Right. Now, you said the church has been praying these prayers for about 2,000 years, but how long have you, Samuel McElheron, been praying these prayers? I'm curious.
2: Okay, so I have been praying at least morning prayer since, I think, like, sophomore year in high school. That's awesome. Um, so, gosh, at this point, you know, thinking about how much time has elapsed in my seminary career makes me feel old. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> at, at, <laughs> at this point, I think it's been, it's been like seven or eight years of
1: praying through the hours. So, some of the psalms are really in there. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, <laughs> I remember senior year of high school applying to seminary, and on the packing list of like things to bring to seminary, it's like black socks, black shoes, a set of brevities. I said, What's that? <laughs> um, and that the briefries is the books, uh, the name of the book that we take to pray the liturgy at the hours. So it was a a new thing, entirely new for me coming to the seminary of learning how to pray this.
0: Mm-hmm. Samuel, are you a covatisser? Cool Did you go to covatisser cool in your diocese? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is that why you. St- that, that is
1: a hundred percent the
0: reason why
2: I started praying through the hours. Yeah, I'd go yeah. to Kuvadas and like we're gonna pray morning prayer now. I'm like, oh cool, what's morning prayer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I remember those the shorter Christian. We have shorter Christian prayers in yeah, ours, yeah. Christian prayer, yeah, classic. Shout out to Kuvadas if it's happening ever again. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, everything's so uncertain now. Hopefully,
0: but. yeah. It was. It's a really good program if you have it in your diocese.
1: So we've talked about office of readings and morning prayer. And then what's different with evening prayer, which is kind of the next big one? So evening prayer, uh, it's structurally uh, structurally identical to
2: morning prayer. Right. The only major difference is, of course, just the, uh, the theme of the psalms and of the hymn and the reading Even the whole theme of the thing is going to be focused towards the dying of the daylight, moving in toward the evening, uh, sort of a preparation for one's death, um, which is ultimately it's this theme of our life that we are preparing for our death. Night prayer really takes this in a more direct way, but Mm -hmm. we're getting ahead of ourselves here. But evening prayer, instead of the canicle of Zechariah, the Benedictus, we pray the Magnificat, which is the canicle of Mary. Mm -hmm. This is what she prays at the visitation. It's very, very old and beautiful prayer. Again, Gospel of St. Luke, in which she's giving thanks to God for what Elizabeth has seen in her, has seen
1: the coming of the Messiah, the coming of Christ. Right. That's always such an amazing experience when we get together as a big community in the chapel and we pray the Magnificat. I'm not a great singer. I know a lot of guys aren't great singers, but it just sounds so awesome and beautiful to have this community of, you know, 150, 200 guys together mm-hmm. singing this song that Mary, the mother of God, prayed you know, oh, yeah. 2,000 years ago. Oh, yeah. It's
2: Sorry, I didn't know you were about to talk there, but it's, it's, a, it's a hymn of thanksgiving. It's... At the end of our day, we're giving thanks to God in song. It's a very deep, very, again, a very human thing to do, to right. sort of express our thanksgiving for the graces of this day as I keep hitting the microphone here. <laughs> Sorry. By singing our praises to God, singing, hmm. just singing our thanks out to the Lord. It's a beautiful thing to do. And the church
0: really gets this. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely, it is. I was just going to comment. It wasn't, yours was more profound. I was just going to comment on how I probably only know half of the Magnificat. Because I've always sat on the left side of the chapel. Oh, weird. <laughs> yeah, so I I've never sang the other half of Magnificat.
1: I don't know how that could be true, but okay. <laughs>
0: well, I was a sacrosan for a sacrosan for three years, so I sat on the on the left, and I've just been here for two years.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: So after, like, my soul proclaimed the greatness of the Lord, you're just like, and, uh, oh, shoot. Yeah, my soul proclaims <laughs> the <great>. Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I only know the the odd verses.
2: <laughs> oh, man.
0: I'm just kidding. It's a joke. Made a little, <laughs> <laughs> made a little joke. Well, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Could, I don't know how your memory is, you know? Heard it every day for the last <laughs> <laughs> half a decade. Yeah. But that's a wow. good point I brought up. <laughs> okay. is y- that Yes, it is. We pray the Liturgy of the Hours at the seminary in common, which means the whole seminary community gathers together three times a day, between two and three times a day. Right. Whether we, Those are the hours we do in common. Mm-hmm. Now, when we pray them, we pray back and forth in choir. Antiphonally is An- what it's called. Antiphonally. And my understanding is the the idea is you're supposed to proclaim and receive the gospel and the scripture continuously. So what antiphonally means is, half the side of the chapel will read one stanza of the psalms the next side of the chapel will read the other side of the the other part of the psalms and we'll go back and forth so you're always receiving and giving the gospel it's an allegory for our role as missionaries
2: wow i've actually never i never knew that the, the theological symbolism behind that i always knew the practical reason i never knew what the like the deep theological reason for that is. That's really cool.
0: I think it's interesting. What's the practical reason?
2: So it, it actually comes from the very ancient monastic tradition of singing the, uh, the the chanted choral office. They would sing, they used to sing all 150 psalms in the course of one week, right? which is a lot. But they weren't <laughs> just saying it like we are. They were singing it the whole time, chanting the entire thing throughout the course of the week, which is a lot of chanting. It can really wear the voice down. Mm. So what they started doing was doing it antiphonally. You know, mm. In effect, you'd only be singing... Half. Every odd one. Mm. So you'd only be singing a half as much as you normally would be. Gotcha. Um, but then it took on this deep theological symbolism of, yeah, proclaiming and then receiving the gospel. And yeah. so when you aren't are chanting that one line of the psalms, you're listening to your compatriots across the aisle chant it, and you're just receiving it. It's another form of
0: meditative prayer. Yeah. That's hey. awesome. You learn something new. Look at that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Do you have any favorite psalm, um, something that, that you love to pray whenever it comes up? It's like something you look forward to.
2: Okay, so this this really does rotate over time for me. Sure. As of late, like since this summer, it's been Psalm 102, and I'm using the the, the Greek numbering here. Sure. Psalm 102. So, for those in modern translation, it'd be Psalm 103. Mm-hmm. Uh, bless the Lord, O my soul, and let it all visit me. Bless His holy name. Never forget all His wonderful benefits. You know, it's it's a beautiful psalm of thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and it really does speak to just that sentiment we should have of receiving God's mercy. That point where we are, we recognize that, yeah, we were mired in sin, but the Lord brought us out, and Mm. we're just so thankful for that.
0: Alex, any favorite psalm of yours? I'm thinking, because again, it it rotates depending on where you are in your life. Psalm, I think it's 84. always sticks out to me. That's um, how lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of God. Mm. My heart is longing and yearning the courts of the Lord to see. That's been a consistent one, because I identify with that anxiousness going forward, that we're this isn't what you're supposed to. You're not supposed to be here. You're like we're we're working towards mm. uh, a greater, you know, a greater heaven and a greater earth. So that's been pretty consistent. One, I I will as a slight anecdote. One psalm really struck out struck me profoundly a little while ago. You know, going in kind of a, a bad place in my life. I was just like in a lot of turmoil, and I was just really identified with the words. Lord, who can be admitted to your holy tent mm. uh foundations once destroyed what can the just do mm. you know that's just like you know really echoed in my mind and again if it was not that i've been praying that for so long it wouldn't be kind of stuck up in here <laughs> right so that one kind of struck me i have a more of a soft spot in my heart for for that recently Gotcha. what about you Nicola? What are you, what's your favorite song so
1: i think some i think it's 121 and it has kind of stuck in my mind because Casting Crowns, the Christian band, has a kind of a song based on it. Um, But it's, I lift my eyes up to the hills. Where shall my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of, it's not a long one. I think it's just three stanzas. But the theme of it is a traveler going on a journey and he's uncertain of what's ahead and what what dangers lie ahead. Is he going to be safe? But he says, I trust in the Lord. The Lord makes heaven and earth. He is going to protect me. He's going to protect me from the sun smiting me. He's going to protect me from the dangers of night. And it's just kind of like, it's very peaceful. It's very trusting. It's not a, a deeply theological thing, but it's it's easy to, to remember and to say. I kind of like to say it sometimes before I go on a road trip, even. And then that song by Casting Crowns just kind of like makes it stick in my head too that I can like sing along to it instead of just reciting it sometimes. Which, yeah. which song is that? By it, Casting Crowns? Yeah, if you remember the title. Maybe it's, I praise you in the storm. I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to find it. That sounds yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, if you have ever listened to the Christian, like, K-Love radio, then I'm sure you'd recognize it. So a recommendation, if anybody is looking to start the Liturgy of the Hours, but you don't want to buy a four-volume set of the breviary, um, it's a little expensive, and it's a little difficult at first to just jump right in and learn how to pray it. There's an app on the phone called iBrevery. They're not a sponsor. Most of the seminarians, I think, have it on their phone because you forget your book and you're know, like, oh, I got to pray morning prayer. I forgot my book somewhere in the car or something. You just pull out the app, iBrievery. It'll download today. And then you say, okay, I want to pray morning prayer or the even the readings of the day for the Mass. And you can pray right from there. So that's something super simple anybody can use and just to, to learn how to pray. Morning prayer, evening prayer, I think all of them are on there. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole, whole office is on there, and it's
2: really easy. It's all laid out for you. Yeah. No flipping of ribbons involved yeah. at all. <laughs>
1: the ribbons are always...
0: <laughs> Although the computer, the uh, the website for iBravery, uh-huh. it's located, it's based out of uh, Italy, I yeah, think. it's right? Italian. Right. Now, I didn't realize that. So over the summer, if I was, I was working on the computer a lot, if I needed to say evening prayer, I would just like go to the tab switch Mm -hmm. over and say it and sit on my computer, for right or wrong. That's just what the habit I got into, for a couple of weeks. And then my friend made a passing comment about because of the time difference, it's always a day ahead on the website.
1: No way. Yeah, not on the
0: app, on the website. On the website. Yeah. I was going to say. So I was just praying one day ahead of the (laughs) the church for like three (laughs) weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow.
1: Well that's good that we're not obliged to yet because that'd be a Yeah, you can make these mistakes in seminary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, priests and deacons are morally required. They take a promise when they're ordained that they're gonna pray these these prayers. And I think most religious orders like nuns and, and monks also make promises. Though if they're not ordained, I don't know if it's the same level of, of binding vow.
0: It's actually arguably more severe diocesan priests take promises make promises and then religious make Mm. vows the difference is i think the way it was explained to me i'm not a uh, as you just pointed out i'm not a cleric (laughs) but uh the difference is a promise is to a person so you promise to your bishop but a vow is right Uh to god
1: okay
2: if i had to again like armchair theologian if i had to guess at where this would fall for religious i think Mm. it would fall underneath their vow of obedience sure uh, to the the rule of their order because i think the ones that pray the office it's all part of their
1: rule right Mm -hmm. right well neat Um, anything else you want to add?
0: No, they're pretty straightforward. I mean Psalms, praying the Psalms, reading the Psalms.
1: Night prayer. We're gonna pray night (laughs) night.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was a song we used to sing. Oh golly. Praying
1: at
2: night. (laughs) (laughs) Creative lyrics.
0: (laughs) No, that is a cool thing about being a seminarian. I guess we can end on this note. The it's been a good experience as a seminarian to be on the same page. Wow, yeah. is that a literally the hours pun right <laughs> yeah, there? Yeah, it's a literally oh, the hours wow. pun. Oh, oh my! To be gosh. on the same page with the seminarians, because we'll go on vacation together, you know, five or six of us, and then five o'clock we'll roll around and we'll turn off the television and pray evening prayer real quick. Or um, what Nikolai's referencing just there, what Nikolai has just referenced. We were watching the Clone Wars uh, television show.
2: Also, not a sponsor.
0: Not a sponsor. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Actually, I haven't finished season last season, so no. No angry letters telling me like that they're how it ends I don't want to know how it ends and <laughs> anyway so like we would turn it off to go pray night prayer and that was a song <laughs> wow
1: <laughs> yeah yeah you have a lot of fun with it I will say as far as being on the same page though there's always the day where you come down and you're like ah today is the common of pastors and it nope it's Smarter's today Aww. so I'll be like okay where were we what saint is it on I don't know it, it's always yeah. hard when there's options. When yeah. it's
2: like a, a a priest who is also a martyr, and then there's the option, and you're ready to do pastors, but then no, right. someone at the seminary is just all about the martyrs.
1: Right. Well, that was, we had Josephine Baquita, which is on the same feast day as St. Jerome Emiliani, mm-hmm. who's kind of like an optional memorial. But Josephine Baquita is not in the breviary, in the printed breviary. She might be in the supplement. So we started doing common of virgins, so the, the readings that go along with um, Virgin saints. And I was confused. I was like, Jerome Miliani is not a virgin saint because he's a guy and I don't know, <laughs> but it worked itself out.
2: You know, that was the confusion about this morning as well for me. Yeah. I had to glance into the little Magnificat I had in my pew to know what was going mm-hmm. on. It's like, right. why, why are we doing the Common of Virgins? Right. This is weird. I noticed it during the hymn, though, so I had time for this. Okay. All right. But, uh, <laughs> fair enough. I actually heard today there was a really beautiful confluence of factors. This sometimes happens, where you get hmm. um, sort of a newer saint on to an older saint's feast day, and there's a relationship between the two of them. So you have St. Josephine Makeda, who uh, went, right. through, went through her life of slavery and— um, is sort of invoked as an intercession of freeing us from the slavery to sin, hmm. and then of course you have Saint Jerome Miliani, who I admit I didn't know much about until today. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out his he founded an order that helped to uh, free the captives, hmm. to redeem hmm. those who are sort of in bondage hmm. or in slavery even. The Mercedarians, uh, or I forget what they're called. I think the Order of the Most Holy Trinity. They, okay, I think huh. the Mercedarians have a similar charism. Right. Yeah. Right. But there's sort of this really neat connection of. Yeah. freeing us from the bondage of sin, just in these two saints that happened to fall on the same day.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that. That's awesome. That's awesome.
2: Wow. The things you
1: learn from praying the Liturgy of the Hours. Right? Yeah, that's a moral yeah. story. Pray every day, kids. <laughs>
0: it's true. So like Nikolai said, if you want to get involved with Liturgy of the Hours, download iBrievery onto your phone, go to your local Catholic bookstore and pick up the Shorter Christian Prayers or the Christian Prayer. It's a condensed version of the Brevery. Um, it helps if you get some of your friends together, maybe before school or before work. Um, pray as a family, pray as classmates. Liturgy hours are by nature communal, so build a community around it. Yeah. I think that's all we have for tonight or today or this morning, depending on when you listen to this. Yeah. For anyone who listens to this, uh, I will offer tomorrow's hours for you. Sure, why not? I'll be the same.
2: All right.